Hi kids, do you like fun? Yeah. And bookmarking a bunch of articles you'll probably never read? We're starting a monthly newsletter called Liner Notes. We'll be sharing what we're watching, what we're listening to, throwback YouTube videos, updates on our upcoming projects, random shit you may have missed on the internet, you know, stuff like that. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to troypodcast.com slash newsletter. Do it. Yeah. It's good for you. It'll make your teeth whiter. <laughs> <laughs> and back to the show. Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. On this episode, we are talking about an R&B trio from New York City. Peers and contemporaries of groups like Escape, Jade, Total, Destiny's Child, 702. You know, all the 90s girls. Yes. Technically, peers and contemporaries, although they were part of the earlier flock. Yeah, but still, <laughs> they were there throughout the 90s. They were. One of the biggest selling girl groups of all time, and that's globally. They've sold 30 million records. We're talking about Taj, Lily, and Coco, and her long ass nails. <laughs> Sisters with voices. Not TLC. Not TLC. <laughs> SWV. You just happened to say it in the order, though. Taj, Lily, and Coco. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And for those of you who don't know, they were originally called TLC. Until they got that cease and desist from Pebbles. <laughs> it's like, uh-uh. Because she had a group called TLC coming out around the same time, which you may have heard of. Yes. So they we became. heard of another little group called TLC. <laughs> they became <laughs> Sisters with Voices. Yes. So you just want to get into it? Let's do it. So when we did the Where My Girls At episode, mm-hmm. and if you haven't heard it, I suggest you go back and listen to it. We ranked all of the 90s girls groups, mm-hmm. and we had SWV in the top tier. We did. Although we both felt that they should have been bigger than they were, mm-hmm. which sounds weird when we say that because <laughs> they sold 30 million albums. Right. But they still should have been bigger, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I was actually surprised to see that number. Sometimes I see 25 million, but 25, 30, I mean. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more than a lot of the other people I listed. Right. Even though I'm a huge fan, like I'm surprised by those numbers. <laughs> I'm like, Me too. really? They did? Exactly. <laughs> but we're going to get into their discography and talk about our favorite songs from it. Mm-hmm. So, what was the first thing you remember hearing from SWV? I feel like I remember I'm So Into You first. Okay. Turns out Right Here was their first single, not the remix, the original version. And I do know that song, but I don't know if maybe I heard it after or maybe I'm So Into You just left a bigger impression on me. But I feel like that was the first thing I heard. I don't remember at all (laughs) which one it was. (laughs) So it was one of those songs right here. I'm So Into You. Mm -hmm. But something definitely from the first album because I remember them when they first came out. One of the songs before week. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So it was something in that realm. Uh Uh-huh. So since we're talking about these songs, let's just get into the first album. Okay. It's about time. It's about time for what? For love, as one of the songs goes. (laughs) It depends on what you're looking for. There's a lot going on with the song titles and lyrics. (laughs) 
So it just depends on what you're looking for. They got something for everybody. They do. And I always forget this and I don't know why. I think I mentioned it when we did the Where My Girls at episode. Mm -hmm. I always forget that the album version of anything is so slow. slow. Yes. (laughs) I don't know why I can't seem to remember that. It's slow. It's the first song and it has like little like water dripping noises. (laughs) Yeah. So every time I hear this song, it's like the first time right. I've ever heard it. And, and I'm like, this is great. And it almost feels like an interlude. So I think yeah. it works, even though we're so used to the remix, it works as a first song for the album because it kind yeah. of eases you in. And I really like it, even though they're just singing the chorus five times. <laughs> yeah, with some water dripping noises. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like it. And after not listening to it, like I did last week and uh-huh. a couple times this week, two years from now, when I listen to it again, <laughs> I'm going to forget that <laughs> this song exists. So right. we'll see how that goes. Okay. So what songs do you like off of this album? Well, I like the entire album and it was hard for me to, when I was re-listening to all the albums, to get to the second album because I kept going back and listening <laughs> to songs and like, which one do I like? Oh, I want to hear this one again. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Like, to me, this is, like, the perfect early 90s album. Okay. I think the the easiest ones is I'm So Into You and Weak. If you gave me two seconds, I would just spit those two out. <laughs> <laughs> but they have some, like, album cuts that I really like, too. So I like That's What I Need. If you like Weak, you'll like That's What I Need. And Give It To Me is, like I said, it's, like, the perfect early 90s song. It's up-tempo. They got their little rap. So... That one I really like. It's actually on my running playlist. Okay. You know what? I think one of these days you're going to have to actually post my running running playlist playlist because you mention it all the time. The songs are all over the place. (laughs) So we're going to have to put that on the website. Yeah. Like the songs are all over the place. I have this song. I have pin the tail on the donkey from naughty by nature. And then I have like Duran Bernard. (laughs) Like it's all over the place. (laughs) Wow. Basically anything that has it, it just has to have that BPM. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So those are, I guess, the, the standouts for me, but I listened to the entire album. Yeah. For me, I'm going to go with You're Always On My Mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's my favorite one on the album. Yeah. I'm, that's a close second to yeah. week, I would say. Yeah. I really like that one too. And like I said, anything. The the slow version. The slow version. <laughs> I don't count the remix as part of this album. Yeah, because it's not on this album. Anyway. Yeah, they've tacked it on since we've gone into the yeah. streaming era. That, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the Above the Rim soundtrack, so yeah. I'm going to leave that separate from this. Yeah. I was re-watching some of the videos, too, and I was just like, of course I love these girls because I love Mary J, and they're basically just like the group version of Mary J. Right. Like that sort of hip hop style and swag, but still singing R&B. And since it's 92, there's some of the new Jack Swings. So I'm like, of course I like them. It's everything I liked at that time. (laughs) This is right up your alley. Yeah. And when I was rewatching the I'm So Into You video, I was like, oh, yeah, I used to try to copy their hairstyles. Like that little (laughs) half up with the little bump, kind of like a like an updated bouffant. (laughs) There was a lot going on (laughs) with the hairstyles in these videos. I but specifically that, that one, yeah. that video has some wild ass <laughs> hairstyles. What about those crispy curls in the first, uh, why did I just, oh, right, right here? here? Oh, little yeah. crispy oh ponytail? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What are they like, pin curls? <laughs> I don't know what you, what call, you call that. Them? They look like ribbons. <laughs> look like they had ribbons in their hair. But probably. And they're the, wearing the fencing outfits. Yeah, which was so <laughs> random. <laughs> 
these videos were all I, I over the place. I thought it was weird back then, too, though. Yeah. I liked all the outfits except for the fencing outfit. I was <laughs> like, like, what does this have know, to do with weird. anything? <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, this probably wasn't the case for you. Mm-hmm. But just looking at them, mm-hmm. these were girls that I saw on the streets in right. L.A. Mm-hmm. So they were really relatable in that sense. Yeah. They didn't have, like, the shine of a lot of other groups. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of fit their personalities mm-hmm. and the songs that they were singing. Like, they weren't too polished. They weren't right. Whitney Houston and right. Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. But they weren't gutter either. <laughs> so, I don't want to... They don't make, look like they smell. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make them sound bad. But they no. just look like around-the-way girls that you would see cute. walking down the street. Yeah, cute around-the-way girls. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The ones you'd be trying to holler at. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Yeah, I think that was the appeal, too, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but just watching how they are today, like, they're still the same. I mean, there's growth, obviously, (laughs) but they're still, like, they're so down to earth. They just seem like people you want to hang out with, people you do hang out with, and, like, they're just regular dangler, but (laughs) they're still SWV, but at the same time, they're just regular. (laughs) Yeah, just three girls from New York. Right. And they are very New York, Very New York, especially Lily. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> she is quintessential Bronx. She is. When you think girl from the Bronx, <laughs> her picture should pop up. I love it. <laughs> what else did they do around this time? Well, first of all, there was the Right Here remix. Mm-hmm. That was on the Free Willy soundtrack of all things. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of helped them take off basically around yeah. that time as well. I think that the um, Michael Jackson sample which he gave to them for free yeah i think that helped with a crossover appeal yeah it's funny that they got that for free Mm -hmm. because teddy riley was working with michael at the time and Mm -hmm. he did the remix okay i guess teddy put in a good word for him and (laughs) mike's just like they can have it (laughs) (laughs) these girls are cute give it to them (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i remember watching the right here human nature video and they're like Riding horses, except Lily had to get a pony because she said she couldn't <laughs> yes. ride the horse. So you'll see her in this tiny little pony <laughs> right at the end of the video. They're like fishing and just kind of like doing outdoorsy things. Yeah. And I remember I was just watching the video and my dad just happened to be in the room. He's like, those girls are cute. And I was like, oh, okay, dad. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he has taste. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Who knew that my dad liked around the way from girls? <laughs> hey, you learn things about your parents. Every day. Yep. (laughs) Crossover appeal. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That song also gave us, I don't know if it was the first, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely one of the first appearances of a young Pharrell Williams. Mm -hmm. I read on Wikipedia that the UK remix was... He performed a little rap solo. I'm going to have to look that up. I did look it up. Because I've never heard that. Yeah, I found it on YouTube. Okay. I mean, it's it's early for real. It wasn't right. anything like, wow, my mind's blown. But you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to check this out. I don't even really remember much. So. <laughs> but it wasn't terrible. But I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> that's all I can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that that's one of his earliest credits. Mm-hmm. And that's what people refer to them as, no matter what you're saying about them. They always bring up the S. Double yeah. to the V, and that came from Pharrell. Okay. okay. I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 
See, I didn't realize he did that because when you look at the UK remix, he does like a little rap. Okay. But maybe he said it in the rap and I just wasn't paying attention. But I mean, obviously it's in the, the remix. Yeah, that too. is Pharrell with <sighs> the... Double E. Okay. I didn't realize that was him saying that. Yep, that is him. And since we're talking about Pharrell, how about we just move on to the next album? <laughs> sure. New Beginning, which came out four years later. It actually has the first production credits mm -hmm. from the Neptunes. Mm -hmm. So his first vocal credit was on their first album, and him and Chad's first production credit was on their second album. Mm. Fun facts for you guys. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> we like fun facts. But like I mentioned, the album came out in 1996, so mm -hmm. there was a four-year gap. Mm -hmm. between their intro and this album. So right. there was a lot going on within the group. Coco had a kid. Yep. They're having internal issues, but <laughs> they were still able to crank out a very good album. And they did a couple things in between. They did the Anything Remix, but they also did All Night Long on the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. They took over Tammy Lucas's part on Tonight's <laughs> the Night with Blackstreet yeah. <laughs> and Craig Mack. We need to have some justice for Tammy Lucas because <laughs> she's always getting taken off of like remixes yeah. and then and she has a really pretty voice. <laughs> she really didn't get her shine right. that she should have, but hey. We'll save that for another yeah, episode. When, when we do like Justice for X. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Unsung heroes of the nineties. Yeah. Book it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pencil it in. <laughs> <laughs> and I always forget that You're the One is on this album. I always think it's on the first album. Oh, not me. I know you don't, <laughs> but I always associate that with the first album, huh. this cheating anthem. Well, because I'm so into you is another cheating, cheating anthem. anthem. That's why. You're not mine. <laughs> and then you're the one. You know my favorite line. If she finds out, I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a bit much. Wow. <laughs> it works, though. It does. It's it a cute works. song still. <laughs> Even <laughs> it if is. it is chasing down someone else's net. <laughs> so on this album, you got more vocals from Taj and Lili. They got to sing lead on a couple songs, right. which we didn't get to see much of on the first album. Mm -hmm. What songs stand out to you on this album other than You're the One? I actually, speaking of Taj taking lead, I really like It's All About You. Another one I like is On and On with Eric Sermon. That one's an album cut, but actually, no. I think I can't remember if that one's a single or not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So those ones. Use Your Heart. Yeah, that's you gotta, probably You got to get favorite. a ballad from them as well. Yeah, that's They probably. do a pretty good mix of ballads and up-tempos. Yeah, which a lot of other groups couldn't strike a balance like that around this mm -hmm. time. They were either really good at the up-tempo, dancey mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. or the ballads. Right. And that was the case with like solo singers as well. Right. But they seem to be able to balance the mm -hmm. two. Yeah, I think maybe just because, like I was saying, they kind of had that hip hop swagger, even though they sang R&B. So I think maybe that helps jumping in and out of slow to fast or at least more up tempo. And even though they were a girl group, I imagine they have a lot of male fans as well. Like they didn't. Like Destiny's Child to me feels like you wouldn't, you don't listen to Destiny's yeah. Child, but you listen to SWV. Right. <laughs> like I've never owned a Destiny's Child yeah. album. Not but to I stereotype have. too much, but. Right. <laughs> exactly. But hey, I if you have, like Destiny's Child, you're a man. That's, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I have like SWV CDs, but I've right. never owned a Destiny's Child album. So right. that 
what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. Kind of like Mary Jane, right. where she has that appeal to like everybody. Yeah, or Jodeci. Right. They're the opposite side of the coin of mm. a Jodeci. Yeah, yeah, that's a better comparison. So let's move on to their third album, mm-hmm. which came out a year later. So we went four years in between the first two albums, or yeah, the first two albums, and then less than a year, I believe, Yeah, for the third album. I saw in an interview they did that the reason that the third album was so quick was twofold. One, the regime that was working with them, like the A&R and the VP of whatever record label they were signed to, uh, RCA, a lot of them got let go and they brought in a new staff. So... <laughs> You have this new staff who wants to do things their way and wants them to do this type of music. So they were pushing them to do more hip hop based stuff Mm -hmm. because this is when the song when Missy came out and became a hit. So they're like more of that. please. Yeah. So give us more of that (laughs) because that's what the people want. Also, this was released in 97, but around this time. I think that sound was also pretty popular with Diddy and all that stuff blowing up. So it's yeah. just like they had all the rap cameos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I read a quote from Lily where she said something about how it was a rap album featuring SWV. Yeah, because you know what's funny? The last song is with Snoop and another interview, Coco's like, I ain't doing it. <laughs> and it's literally Snoop featuring SWV right. like, on their own album. Like they sang no verses. They sang, <laughs> yeah. hooks. they sang hooks on their own song. And I couldn't even hear Coco in the background vocals. So I think when she said, I ain't doing it, she really meant I ain't doing it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Everything that I saw them say about this album, they can't stand it. For that reason. And I don't know if I should say this, but that's the reason why I like it. Well, I mean, you like it because... There's a lot of hip-hop And it's stuff that you like. Yeah. But I can see why they didn't like it, because they're like, this is not SWV and rappers. (laughs) Like, maybe a couple songs. But it was like half the album. (laughs) (laughs) More than half, probably. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah. Like I said, I like them singing, but mm-hmm. I liked the rap features on it as well. Yeah. I think which it, sucks I think <laughs> for it would me be, to say. I think it would, they would probably feel different if, like, say, that song was on Snoop's album. This yeah. song was on Redman's album. Right. You know, because they do features with rappers. Like, anything featuring Wu-Tang, they love that song. Yeah. We love that song. But this is their album. <laughs> right. <laughs> and more than half of it is rap. And they're, like, featured artists. It yeah. sounds like they're featured artists. And the Snoop song was so out of place, too. As we mentioned, they're like New York girls through and through. So it kind of threw me off to hear such a West Coast style song, yeah. too. So you could just tell that they weren't really in it. And it's a song that practice. I should like, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to listen to it again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, you know that the E-40 song that I'm always singing to you, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. And the Red Man song, especially when he starts crooning at the end <laughs> along with him. Singing badly. I don't know if you noticed, because I watched the video. I mentioned this before. I think it might have been in that Where My Girl's At episode. I don't know why they decided to go with this video treatment, but they're all vampires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, when I watched the video, that's when I, because you pointed out to me that he's singing really badly at the yeah. end of the song. So I was watching the video. And then I was like, oh, is this on the album too? Maybe I just don't remember or just never listen all the way to the end. So on the album version, him singing is only on the right side of the, like the channel. 
And then okay. on the left side is his ad lib. So you can just hear him singing badly just on your right side. Okay, let's let's check this out. <laughs> I'm curious now. And then the left side is him doing like the vocal ad libs, like uh uh or whatever. <laughs> Stuff like that. Okay, I hear it now. So that makes it even weirder <laughs> that he's just eh, nah, nah, <laughs> just in one ear. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you yeah, he's singing that terribly but at the same time i was in the car yesterday mm-hmm. and i was coming back and i was singing it just as badly as he was <laughs> i mean at that point you kind of have to just like with jay-z singing off key i wish and you're not supposed to sing that <laughs> exactly like that's the whole point is to sing it badly <laughs> <laughs> so even though this album was covered in hip-hop stars like missy and e40 and red man yeah Diddy. It also gave us Rain, which is probably my favorite song on the album. And I think it is for a lot of people, too. Yeah. Because it's the one ballad that they let them do. <laughs> right. It's the one ballad that they let them do. And it was produced by Brian Alexander Morgan, who basically did the majority of their first album as well. So he came back and sprinkled his magic. <laughs> yeah. He came in, gave him that, and then he was out, which kind of sucks considering the way they were working together and how smoothly things were going Mm -hmm. for the label to say, nah, let's get some other people in here. Mm -hmm. Let's bring Timberland in and Diddy Diddy and all these other people. Mm -hmm. And you could have just stuck with the formula that works, but it wasn't a bad album though. I liked it on, on the whole. I liked it. Yeah. It just wasn't an album that they wanted to make. So I think this is a good time for us to take a break and we will be back. Are you enjoying this podcast? Hell yeah. <laughs> You're enjoying it as much as he is. There's a couple things you could do. You can feel free to drop some coins into our collection plate at coffee.com slash Troy Podcast. And that's coffee, K-O-F-I.com. Link is also in the show notes. We're self-funded, so any support would be appreciated. And if you don't have any extra coins to spare, just leave us a five-star rating or review. Like J-Lo's love, it won't cost you a thing. You're just sitting at home on the couch anyhow. (laughs) All right, thanks. Back to the show. Okay, so we are back. And now we're going to get into, you know, the stuff they got into during their quote-unquote breakup. Mm -hmm. Coco did a solo album. She did two gospel albums. And then their two albums after they got back together, so... Let's just start with Hot Cocoa, which came out in 1999. I remember Sunshine, but only yeah. after I heard it, I was like, oh, same. yeah, I have heard this song. Yeah, the Not same. Bad. I remember that one, and then they did the remake of If This World Were Mine with, with Tyrese. Tyrese. So I, I remembered those two, but I didn't remember anything else from the album. I didn't even remember that one, only Sunshine. Yeah. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> but I mean, Coco will tell you herself that it didn't do very well. <laughs> right. And I forgot that she was also on Men in Black with Will Smith during this time. Mm-hmm. She was on the Booty Call soundtrack with Johnny Gill. Mm. They remade that Rick James, Tina Marie classic, Fire and Desire. <laughs> I don't remember now. I will have to look it up. It's not on title, so you're going to have to go to YouTube okay. to catch it. Mm-hmm. Because there's a couple songs from the soundtrack that are missing, and that's one of them. Also around this time, she did two solo albums, mm-hmm. or uh, two gospel albums. Mm-hmm. I skimmed them. She sounds good on them. Right. Her voice sounds good. Mm-hmm. But I'm a heathen. So. 
<laughs> these gospel albums did absolutely nothing for me. Right. You need a little stomp. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if you <laughs> do some gospel, you're going to have to pull me in like Kirk Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> so these didn't really do much for me. You got to make it sound kind of secular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you listen to them? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just didn't get to it, but I, I don't. I don't listen to gospel. Excuse my voice. See, this is what happens when we finally go outside. I didn't catch the COVID, but I did get somebody's cold at the Beyonce concert. So <laughs> I sound a little raspy. <laughs> That's Sounded why. like Tone Loke. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody was screaming in my, well, I think it's the person who was standing behind me. But anyways, <laughs> just a little cold. So in 2012, they got back together mm -hmm. after they kind of settled their differences and ironed out all the issues that they had going on <laughs> uh, for the previous For era. the most part. Yeah. <laughs> they were able to work together yeah. at this point. Uh -huh. And they did an album called I Missed Us. Did you listen to that one? I did. Okay. Um, so this album is like 15 years after their last album. And, you know, to take a big break like that, it's going to be different. But... I think with Lily and Taj doing a lot more lead, the songs just sounded so unfamiliar. Like the sound sounded so unfamiliar to okay. me because I'm just not used to hearing their voices that much. Like even though they had started to do some more leads in the previous album, it just sounded different. I was like, this doesn't feel like SWB. <laughs> like it wasn't a bad album. There was some catchy songs and I would want to listen to it again. But yeah, it just didn't feel like SWV to me. I think they like the album. <laughs> yeah. From what I saw in like interviews and stuff, but it was a too much of a change for me to like get into it in a first listen. I like it because we've mentioned this before. Mm -hmm. Whenever you have groups and singers that we love disappear for a while and they come back, mm -hmm. it's usually pretty shit. Yeah. So that I will agree with that it wasn't a bad album. It yeah. wasn't just like, Ugh, like trying to get that old thing back <laughs> right. or trying to be too current. It was just unfamiliar. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't really stand out in terms of like the rest of their catalog, mm -hmm. like some people do whenever they come back. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I liked it. It wasn't a new beginning <laughs> or right. it's about time, mm -hmm. but it wasn't redacted. It's an album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but you know who I'm talking about. I don't. Yeah, you do. I'm going to have to think about this. No, you don't. Who is someone that you love that released an album 15 years or so after? No, is, maybe 20. Is it? And it was ass. Is it a group? I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay, we'll take this off. You know what? No, no. <laughs> I'm going to say who it is. I'm just going to beep it out. Okay. It was. They had like two songs that were good. <laughs> yeah, out of 15 or 18 or whatever it is. I'm so, grateful for the one song that I like. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about, that you get a, an album so long after the fact, and there's one song you like on it. Like, I'll take I it. I didn't have that with the <laughs> SWV album. Right. It was like, okay, this is not what they were doing before, but right. it's not terrible. Yeah, I do want to just listen to it again, because this was my first listen, and I yeah. just kind of skimmed through it. Yeah, I listened to it a couple times. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. I say give it a chance. Yeah. I think I would feel different if I had no preconceived notions, but I was like, ooh, SWV album. Then yeah. Like, hmm, this sounds different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Mm -hmm. Unlike. Enough with the slander. <laughs> it's not slander. It's just <laughs> a heartbreaking feeling. That's yeah, all. but. 
What can you do? Like I said, I'm grateful for that one song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So they followed that album up in 2016 with another album called Still. This one I didn't like as much. Yeah. This one, again, it wasn't as bad as Don't say who we're talking about. <laughs> But it wasn't the first four. Right. But I'll allow it. You know, you can't bat 100%. Right. Like when you play baseball, you hit 350. That's good. <laughs> so for me, they're batting like 800. I don't know baseball. Things. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to you, but it, <laughs> it's really good. Sports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll allow somebody who's had a career as long as they have right. to throw me a dud. Mm-hmm. Like it had maybe one or two songs that I liked, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I didn't really get into this one. Yeah, same. So during this time between 1997 and 2023. <laughs> that's a lot of <laughs> that's ground a, to cover. That's 26 years <laughs> of stuff mm-hmm. that they've been involved in mm-hmm. outside of music. Some of them that we saw when it happened, some we saw Just last week. (laughs) So the first thing was Taj and her husband, Eddie George, NFL player or former NFL player, had a show called I Married a Baller. Didn't even know. Or maybe I just forgot. I don't know. I didn't know until last week. So (laughs) I completely missed this show. I watched a little bit of the first episode. But because it's so old, the quality was terrible and I just couldn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't sit through it. So I made it through like the first five minutes. Oh, I watched like. The first episode. Yeah, I tried. I couldn't get through it. (laughs) So I will let you talk about this then. Well, just from the first episode, it's like, there's no like real drama. And I think that this is kind of the theme of the ladies. Like they have drama, but they don't really have drama. You know, so the first episode is just, they're like going, not on tour. I don't know. I think they they were doing uh, like some public speaking for their charitable foundation that they were doing. So they had like. You know, those buses, tour buses and stuff. And yeah. He was just like, I'm too tall for this. I'm getting a hotel. They stopped your snacks. <laughs> so it's just like silly little things that happen. But it's like, it's cute and it's funny, but it's not like, you know, reality TV show right. drama. <laughs> it's more if you're just like nosy and you just want to see how they live. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did notice in the first five minutes that I did watch that he was irritated with loading the bus. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what do you want on the bus? What's going under the bus? Yeah. Who's packing this? Is the driver packing it? Are we packing it? Yeah. So that made me laugh. But the quality of the video was just so bad on YouTube that I couldn't do it. So it's it's cute if you just kind of want to see what they're like or whatever. But there's nothing too crazy. (laughs) I don't remember anything like, oh, I can't believe this happened. (laughs) (laughs) A couple years later, she was on Survivor as well. Mm -hmm. And she almost won it. Mm -hmm. She came in fourth place. See, I knew about this, but I never watched it. I was like, that's random. (laughs) It is. And I remember when she was on, but I just don't like Survivor, really. So I I only watched the first season and that was it. I like it when there's like an asshole black person on it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember his name, but the guy that was shorts, he had on these red tidy underwear and they kept calling them panties. So when they have people like him on, I might get into it. But for the most part, I can't do it. (sighs) But I watched like a recap video earlier today. Yeah. I did too. And yeah, she played the game pretty good and mm-hmm. she almost came out on top. But Even though they kept sending her off to whatever this exile <laughs> island exile is, but island. somehow she came through. <laughs> yeah, she used that to her advantage to make alliances with mm-hmm. other people. 
And she came in fourth. She probably could have pulled it off or got at least gotten second if she wasn't backstabbed by the two dudes she made the alliance with. (laughs) So they sold her out. But she looked like she was a fan favorite from the comments and the person doing the recap. And just from watching her on these different shows and interviews, it seems very much her personality that she's just very like, she's very calm and measured and friendly when she needs to be. Yeah. (laughs) She's very like easygoing. Right. But if there's a problem, she doesn't have a problem telling you (laughs) what's on her mind as well. She seems very genuine and real. So I think that's probably why fans liked her and people on the show liked her enough to at least be able to build these alliances. Yeah, I saw (laughs) in a lot of the comments, people are like, why hasn't she come back for one of the all-star seasons? Yeah, I saw all these people begging for her to come back and she's like, Hell no. Because there's this other interview where she was like, I'd never watched the show before or after. I thought it was fake. I thought we'd go outside and do these little challenges and then go back to the hotel. Right. She's thinking it's like MTV's The Mm -hmm. Challenge or something. And then she's like, no, I was really out there. (laughs) With bugs in her hair. Bugs in her hair and stanking and stuff. (laughs) She said her husband popped up on one of the episodes and she said she just really wanted to like hug and kiss him and he wanted to too, but he was like, She's like, I know I smelled bad. I know he loves me because he gave her a kiss anyways. Oh, man. They also had a show of their own Mm -hmm. called SWV Reunited. I never even knew that show existed until last week. Um, You know what? I think I may have heard about it, but I never watched it. But I think I may have seen murmurings. Yeah. I watched the first episode and they had gotten back together. It wasn't as smooth as things are with (laughs) them now. They were still working those issues out Mm -hmm. amongst themselves. But it was a glimpse into what we see them as now because it was like a long time after they had been on the scene, basically. So it was probably good at the time to see it. Mm -hmm. But since I didn't see it at the time, it really holds no place in my heart. What year was it? I think this was around the time that they were working on the I Missed Us album or like they were. Yeah, I think it was. I think that's what it was chronicling. I don't remember. Like I said, I only watched the first episode, (laughs) so I don't know. They also had an unsung episode, which basically chronicled their history. And that was very entertaining for from me. their own voices. Yeah. Too. <laughs> so it was them telling their own story. So Plus some friends and colleagues. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that, you should check that out. The three of them are so entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. <laughs> I love Lily. <laughs> they are hilarious. <laughs> I mean, they're all I want to be their friends. Like They're all they're funny and like down to earth and just like they just seem like real cool yeah people that you would not have a problem hanging out with at a cookout or at a party or something yeah (laughs) the thing that really brought them back into the spotlight recently Mm -hmm. was the verses they did Mm -hmm. in 2021 with escape i rewatched it a little bit yesterday i rewatched it a little bit just now actually just (laughs) before we started recording and this has nothing to do with them or escape Mm -hmm. but versus by the time it got to them doing it Mm -hmm. wasn't what versus was at the beginning it was awkward because they tried to make like a big production out of it but there was no one there and they were seated so far apart they couldn't really have that little you know the little banter yeah so (laughs) that made it bad for me Mm -hmm. but the singing when they actually got a chance to sing that part was fine Mm -hmm. but the production just wasn't there 
So, like I said, I can't blame that on them. Right. They did what they needed to do, but mm-hmm. the versus production itself, someone really needs to write an article about the rise and fall of versus <laughs> because I'm sure it's already been written. It probably has, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. I can't remember exactly when it happened in terms of this rise of the versus, but it's like they didn't know how to make it a production yet. Yeah. So it's it just kind of fell flat. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> there was some awkward vibes. <laughs> right. But that versus led to them doing a reality show with Escape called Queens of R&B, mm. which was supposed to lead into them kicking off a tour. Together. With, yeah, tour together with Escape. Mm-hmm. And it was not that. <laughs> yeah. It was like the trials and tribulations of Escape. Featuring SWV. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's so much drama going on with Escape. And then you cut over to the SWV stuff. And the only thing that they're worried about is whether or not Coco's son was going to go back to (laughs) dental school. Yeah, that was the biggest (laughs) drama was him wanting to drop out of dental school. (laughs) And Taj missing her kids. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like you cut over to them. They're having good times with their children. They're having good times with, with each friends. other, with their friends, their <laughs> families. And then you cut back to escape and they're trying to murder each other. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stop looking up stuff about escape because so much of the show ended up being like, which group is bigger? Because they were arguing about like headlining and who should close and what song. And so I got so obsessed with looking up album sales and concert venues <laughs> and billboard numbers and all that stuff. And I was like, okay. Let's focus on SWV. <laughs> That's the focus for this episode. <laughs> yeah. It it seemed like they are actually friends now and in yeah. a good place. And when you put that up against the drama <laughs> of Escape. Yeah. It's like, man, it's night and day. I think what we were seeing with Escape was them back in the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but the problem is Escape has been doing this since exactly. the 90s, too. <laughs> they were out. Shortly after. Yeah. Like their first album came out like a year after. You would think at this point (laughs) you would be able to get into a room together and be okay, but Mm -hmm. I guess not. Yeah. But SWV was just like, oh, this is not what we signed up for. (laughs) Right. But it was really fun watching them though. Like I love their personalities and also their dynamic with each other and then with like the people in their lives, like their kids and stuff is so cute. Like, Lily's dynamic with her kids because she's, as the other two say, she's the freaky one with her. What's that book that she's writing? I don't know the name of the book, but the character is Sister Hot Pussy. <laughs> so she wants to write an erotic novel. Yeah. And she's telling her son about it. And he's like grossed out yet supportive at the same time. And it's just really weirdly, <laughs> it's like weird, but it's also very cute to see this dynamic. Right. And this was actually in, they had another reality show with Salt and Pepper. Oh, but, yeah, I forgot about that yeah, one. She had it. There was another thing with her kids and she was telling them, you need to get out of my house. And they're like, why? She's like, I want to date. I want to have people over. I don't want you coming into my room. And her son was like, anybody want to come into your room and see your legs up in the air? And then she's like, it'd be his legs up in the air. And I was like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> talk, I mean, these kids are grown. They were, but, but they were both disgusted by <laughs> they were it at disgusted. the same time. They're like disgusted, but like laughing at the same yeah. time <laughs> like here she goes exactly and then coco with her son who looks like her with a little mustache yeah he looks just like her <laughs> they're really cute together too they are truly little besties yeah 
So with that said, with their entire discography, mm-hmm. the TV shows that we've seen, mm-hmm. which one piece of art from SWV would you suggest that someone listen to or check out? First album. First album. First album and the unsung episode just to hear the story from their point of view. And also just watch like all the interviews and videos because they're so funny. Like I just <laughs> I just love them. You know how we say that sometimes these days with like social media and more access to celebrities, it's like we find out things about them we don't want to. And you're just like, oh, like I wish I didn't know so much about you. But the more I see of them, the more I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll link to all the stuff that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you can check it out on the website. Like they did a hair story with this YouTube channel, Cocoa Butter, and they just go through their different looks and stuff. And Lily was explaining how she came up with that bob with one one side short, one side long. And it was because Taj had taken all the hair pieces and she <laughs> was, was the last left. to get ready. And there was just enough to cover one side. And that's how they ended up with the short bob and started a trend. Yeah. Or the angled bob. <laughs> An accidental trend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say those two as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anything else for people to check out. I say just go to the website, check out our links, Mm -hmm. and then that will get you on your SWV path. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else you would like to say about SWV before we wrap this up? Oh, oh my gosh. One of my favorite stories that they told was being like the big sisters for Destiny's Child. And like we talking about back in the girls time era. And talking about how they would hem up little boys that would like break their hearts or look their way. (laughs) They told the story of hemming up Mista in an elevator. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Talking about don't mess with these girls. (laughs) That just makes me laugh to think about SWV pushing around Bobby Valentino. And crew (laughs) in an elevator. In an elevator because they were messing around with girls time slash Destiny's Child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. I like these kinds of stories. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have nothing else to add. So this might be a good time for us to wrap this up. Yeah, I guess that's it. All right. Thank you again for listening to They Reminisce Over You. We do this every two weeks, except in the summertime when we (laughs) take breaks like we've been (laughs) off for a couple weeks now. We're probably going to take another couple weeks off later in the summer. But for the most part, you can check us out at TroyPodcast.com. Also, you can follow us on social media. We're at Troy Podcast on all the socials, even the ones that just came out in the past couple weeks. <laughs> There's so many Twitter competitors. So we're on Spill, we're on Threads, we're on Facebook. Well, that's not new. It's new to it, us. It isn't, but... It, but it's new to us. <laughs> We've been on Facebook for like six weeks now, so don't know how much activity you're going to get over there but on instagram and twitter we're pretty active so you can hit us up there also you can go to our website to check out the stuff that we've spoken about in this episode we'll have a link to a swv playlist of our favorite songs so you can check those out and do some chair dancing either at home (laughs) and or at work and enjoy that as well i don't know what else i usually say here i'm just newsletter oh yes the newsletter check out our newsletter it comes out once a month it's called liner notes so you go to troypodcast.com slash newsletter sign up for that it's all sorts of fun stuff in it just gonna make you smile and tickle your nipples so Ah. (laughs) (laughs) go ahead and sign up for the newsletter uh we also have uh 
web store, nothingbutateethang.com. Web store. Do we have a web blog as we well? Have, we have a web blog as well. <laughs> but we do have a store called Nothing But A Teethang. And you can check out some of our merch at teethang.com. That's T-E-E-T-H-A-N-G.com. Nothing But A Teethang. Go buy yourself a t-shirt, hat, a mug. Etc. Etc. Get your mama a t-shirt or a hoodie or something. Uh, that's all I got. Okay. I mean, I think that's it. That probably is it. I'm ready to eat. Like I said, I'm hungry. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So we will see you guys or be talking to you guys again in two weeks. And it will be two weeks this time because <laughs> we have something special for August 11th. So come on back. All right. Bye. <laughs>